98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorn. Tonight's headlines. Ten district councillors are left to sweat over whether they'll get to keep their seats as their loyalty oaths are questioned. Reports say the Meng Wanzhou affair is close to a resolution as the Huawei CFO strikes a deal with US prosecutors. And the foreign ministry lists what it says are America's misdeeds in Hong Kong. Ten Kowloon district councillors who swore allegiance to the SAR this morning have had the validity of their oath questioned by the oath administrator, Home Affairs Secretary Casper Choi. Damon Pang reports. 55 district councillors from Kowloon turned up at the North Point Community Hall for the oath-taking ceremony. Absent was Lee Manho from Sham Shui Po, who said on social media he would not take the oath to the SAR government. He was immediately unseated over his refusal to attend. But Oath Administrator Kaspar Choi says 10 other district councillors who did attend the ceremony and swear allegiance must now provide additional information so he can decide on the validity of the oaths they swore. Among them are former lawmaker James Toh from the Democratic Party and the party's vice chair Edith Lang. The oath of barrister Lawrence Lau, who has been charged with violating the national security law over the Legislative Council primaries, has also come under scrutiny. Speaking after the ceremony, Mr Lau said he was worried about being disqualified. Well, uh, that kind of sentiment I could not avoid, whereas part of my job, my official duty. DAB Chairwoman and District Councillor Starry Lee said the event went smoothly, but she said the government shouldn't just consider councillors' behaviour at the ceremony to determine whether their oaths were valid, but also their past actions. Based on my observation, all the attendant member have complied with the off-taking requirement. But of course, whether or not they are qualified, I believe the government should consider their action and all the things that they have done before. Earlier this month, 24 district councillors from Hong Kong Island pledged allegiance to the SAR. The government later disqualified seven of them after ruling that their oaths were invalid. The Reuters news agency is reporting that Huawei's CFO Meng Wanzhou will appear virtually in a US federal court to resolve charges against her. Ms Meng was arrested at Vancouver Airport in December 2018 on a US warrant that charged her with fraud for allegedly misleading HSBC about Huawei's business dealings in Iran. She has been fighting extradition. The foreign ministry in Beijing has released what it called a fact sheet containing more than 100 examples of US interference in Hong Kong affairs since 2019. Richard Pine has more. The document cited Washington enacting Hong Kong-related acts that vilify China, sanctions imposed on SAR or mainland officials, as well as the US consulate putting candles in its windows on June the 4th this year. Beijing accused Washington of obstructing the implementation of the national security law here and making unfounded charges against law enforcement. Beijing described the list as a criminal record and a strong response to U.S. bullying. It says details in the fact sheet are irrefutable proof that the United States is the chief culprit in undermining Hong Kong's prosperity and stability. Beijing's urging the U.S. to respect China's internal affairs and withdraw what it calls its black hand from Hong Kong. In a statement, the SAR government voiced support for the document, calling it ironclad evidence of Washington's malicious acts. The Democratic Party chairman, Lokin Hay, says he believes his party will continue to exist even if it decides not to nominate candidates for December's Legislative Council election. He was commenting after the party's former lawmaker, Fred Lee, said the party should dissolve if it doesn't run. 
Party members will vote on Sunday on whether to participate. Mr Lowe said he knew and respected Mr Lee's position, but the decision is down to all party members. Fred Lee is a member that is more publicly known and more experienced, but he's still a party member and he has one vote and he still has to persuade other party members to whether or not follow him. The most important thing to me is that the party, we make a decision altogether coming Sunday and we respect that result no matter what. I think that is the way a political party can go forward in the future. The weather, mainly cloudy with a few showers. Isolated thunderstorms at first tomorrow, sunny periods during the day. Temperatures will range between 27 and 32 degrees. Moderate to fresh easterly winds. They will be occasionally strong offshore at first. A few showers to come on Sunday. Sunny intervals during the day before it gets fine and very hot next week. Temperature now 29 degrees. Humidity 84%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The Urban Renewal Authority has announced plans to redevelop a total of 30,000 square metres of land in Chunchuan to build almost 2,000 flats. Violet Wong reports. The project will involve tearing down some nine-storey tenement buildings around Kim Sin Lane. The URA's general manager, Mike Kwan, says the blocks will be replaced by a thousand new private flats by 2031. Kim Sin Lane is a very old tenement building built in 1959 with the building age over 60 and its uh, building environment is not very good and it has safety problem, health problem and other problem which desire redevelopment. Mr. Kwan says around 2,100 families living in the tenement blocks will be affected as well 120 shops in the area. Eligible tenants of subdivided flats will be moved to public housing estates, an arrangement welcomed by a resident of Kim Sin Ling, Miss Lee. The housewife who lives with her husband and son says she hopes the redevelopment plan will improve their living conditions. I want to be allocated a public housing unit soon because there is losing concrete falling off and water seepage here. There is a light well next to our flat, the centipedes crawling around and people throwing stuff down. Ms. Poon, who owns a flat in the area, says she has mixed feelings about the redevelopment project. I've been living here for dozens of years. I know my neighbours well. Ms. Poon says it would be great to be given a replacement flat in the future development, an alternative option to cash compensation. Three University of Hong Kong students charged under the national security law have been granted bail by the High Court. Charles Kwok, Kinson Jung and Chris Dodorowsky are accused of advocating terrorism. They were released on a $100,000 cash bail and surety and have been ordered not to take up any administration positions at the university or make comments that may be seen as endangering national security. A fourth defendant, Anthony Young, was granted bail earlier. To COVID-19 now... People's vaccination records will contain more information in future to help comply with overseas travel requirements. This comes as Hong Kong reported seven more imported cases involving arrivals from the Philippines, Ghana and India. Four had been vaccinated against the coronavirus. Here's Violet Wong. The newly imported cases are two female and five male patients. The Centre for Health Protection said none of them showed any symptoms. Meanwhile, the centre said a cargo flight crew member had been admitted to a local hospital after it was notified that his sample collected in Australia a few days ago returned positive. The centre said the 47-year-old tested negative 
after returning to the SAR on Wednesday, as well as after being hospitalized, and further tests will be carried out. It added the man who received two BioNTech jabs in April showed no symptoms. As a precaution, a compulsory testing order has been issued for where he lives at Caribbean coast in Tongchong. Separately, the government said it is including more information on people's vaccination records to meet travel requirements of some countries like the United Kingdom. It said that starting from Wednesday, people's date of birth and gender, as well as the type of vaccine they received, will be available in paper and digital formats. The leader of a frontline doctors group says he welcomes the hospital authorities' plan to retain clinical staff by extending their retirement age, but stressed that the new policy must not hinder the promotion prospects of younger doctors. Maggie Ho reports. Tony Ling, president of the Hong Kong Doctors Association, was commenting on the authorities' decision to allow its medical staff to work until 65 rather than 60. To counter a worsening brain drain, the authorities said those who choose to stay will do frontline clinical work, adding that their extended employment would not affect the chances of younger doctors being promoted. Dr. Ling said on an RTHK program that he hopes the policies will remain this way. I hope in future they'll continue to make good these promises. First of all, they must add new positions. The consultants who stay should not affect the promotion prospects of other medium-ranked staff. When the consultants reach 60 years old, their places should be freed up to promote associate consultants. He also said the authorities must make sure those who stay will help with frontline clinical tasks, even if they had previously been doing management work. But Dr. Ling expressed reservations when asked how much the policy will help ease a serious manpower shortage, pointing out that only a very small proportion of doctors who left the public health care system in recent years were retiring. HA Chairman Henry Fan said earlier that an increasing number of doctors and nurses have been leaving for various reasons. He said some were retiring, while others were leaving Hong Kong or had switched to the private sector. Turning overseas, the influential sister of the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un says Pyongyang could resume talks with South Korea if it doesn't provoke the North with hostile policies. Kim Yo-jong was responding to renewed calls by the South Korean president, Moon Jae-in, to officially declare an end to the Korean War. The BBC's Laura Becker reports from Seoul. In her statement, she said Pyongyang is willing to discuss improving inter-Korean relations if the South abandons what she said were harsh, hostile policies towards the North. The Korean War ended in 1953 with an armistice, not a peace treaty, leaving the peninsula in a technical state of war. President Moon has repeatedly called for a declaration to end it in the hope it would renew relations with Pyongyang, which soured after talks broke down between Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un in 2019. Kim Yo-jong does question whether now is the right time for such a declaration, but the fact she even mentions talks will give hope to the current administration in Seoul. To sport and golf, the Ryder Cup is underway in Wisconsin. Team Europe are looking to defend the trophy they won three years ago in France, but they're up against an American team that features eight of the world's top ten players. European captain Podrick Harrington says he's ready for competition. As a captain, I'm anxious to get there. Players are right where they need to be in terms of they're not too anxious they're not chomping at the bit they you know they're very comfortable we think we have them in the right place in terms of uh, not too hyped up but but ready to go uh, and just time it right that they 
that they peak in terms of their enthusiasm and energy. And, uh, you know, for me, it couldn't come quick enough. <laughs> there are six rookies on Steve Strucker's US team, three more than the European lineup. World number two, Dustin Johnson, says the team dynamic has changed with the arrival of younger players. Obviously very different for me. All the teams I've played on, we've always had, you know, I've always been kind of the young guy on the team. And so playing on my fifth one, now I'm, I'm the old guy, even though I don't feel old and I'm not old, but <laughs> I'm the oldest on this team. But, you know, we have a great team, great young players. In football, FIFA's head of global development, the former Arsenal boss Arsene Wenger, has told the BBC why his controversial plan for a new international match calendar and a men's World Cup every two years is good for football and the welfare of its leading players. Wenger believes the current schedule is chaotic and has proposed fewer international breaks in a restructure. He says he's been guided by fans. When you have room at the end of a season, what do you? You're first to be conscious. If you have room for a competition, somebody will organize a competition. So I, I'm guided by the fact that what do the fans want today is only competition that are simple to understand and have a meaning. And on top of that, I feel that uh, in the big competitions, the countries realize what they have, what they miss, and gives them a chance to improve. In Major League Baseball, the Chicago White Sox have been crowned divisional champions for the first time since 2008. They beat the Cleveland Indians 7-2 for the American League Central title. In the National League West, the San Francisco Giants were beaten 7-6 by the Padres. And with a win by LA over the Rockies, the Dodgers are now just one game behind the Giants in the standings. Both are already in the playoffs, and our US sports commentator Ray Jovanovic believes the road to the World Series will go through either of them. Major League Baseball has played 152 games. Only 10 games remain in the regular season until we get to the playoffs. We're entering the final week. As you mentioned, the Giants and Dodgers, baseball's two best teams, wire to wire, continue to battle for the National League West uh, Championship. They will become only the second time in Major League Baseball history where two teams from the same division both win more than a 100 games. It's really been an incredible season for both of those teams, but I still think it's easy for the Giants and Dodgers both to get to 100 victories. These two teams are going to battle for the National League Championship. What a great season for both uh, ball clubs. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Ten district councillors are left to sweat over whether they'll get to keep their seats as their loyalty oaths are questioned. Reports say the Meng Wanzhou affair is close to a resolution as the Huawei CFO strikes a deal with US prosecutors. And the foreign ministry leads what it lists what it says are America's misdeeds in Hong Kong. The news from RTHK. RTHK, Radio 3.
Gallagher and Lyles. I want to stay with you into the 70s with that track into our second hour together on this Friday night. Hopefully you're all back on the bus. Like a song, by the way, it's Radio Pete's at Gmail. Had a message here from Ash. For a little chic, please, for a Friday night. Pete, thank you very much. Also, Chris has been in touch for Hurdy Gurdy Man. Donovan, what a great idea that is. But first, here is Chic. <laughs> 